This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Nick and Joe back together. We were just saying off mic, it feels like it's been a while since we've done this, Nick. We're back on the mic. The holiday season's coming up. That's all that matters. It's here. The holiday season is here. Christmas is right around the corner. I was just... Sitting with the Christmas tree, enjoying a nice nice glass of brown water, and Nick sent the email, so here we are recording a podcast. Uh, before we get into it, I do want to remind you, go to Piper Golf. That's piper.golf. Incredible hats, bucket, visor, own them. You got to own them. Wear them like you mean it. Also, they're golf balls. Get them. Golf balls for every ability level. Not going to cost you a lot of money. If you want to save even more, use Turn 10 at checkout. It'll save you 10% off all of your wonderful purchases. Buy something for Grandma. Get her a bucket hat for Christmas at Piper.Golf. Nick, we want folks to rate and review, but it's a little different this week, isn't it? It's a little bit different. Um, Probably a lot of the listeners of this podcast are aware. Our our hometown, we talk about it all the time. The University of Idaho, Moscow, Idaho, going through a, a a horrendous time right now. A quadruple homicide remains unsolved. It's been a, f- a few weeks since that happened. It's it's been in the national news. Don't want to talk about that, but it, it does remind me. Moscow is such a community. It's it's where I grew up. Went to high school. Went to college there. The community needs a little uplifting. Um, you know, I'm I'm not there right now, but I'm thinking about it every day, every hour. Um, and so here's what we're gonna do. For every review, I'm going to make a donation to. Either the University of Idaho, the Humane Society of the Palouse, something in Moscow that that supports, that embodies the community of Moscow. The first review, $1. The second reviewer, $2. Third reviewer, $3. So you have a cumulative of six. It adds and adds and adds. It builds. The point is, we need our community to support. The more of our community that can rally around, the bigger impact we can make on Moscow. So that's how you can help. Leave a review. Any review, it can be an honest review. It doesn't even have to be five stars. Whatever review, just leave your review between today, the Monday this episode drops, and next Monday, it's going to run for seven days. Uh, We'll report back later in December how we did at the Turn community. It's a small thing you can do to help help our community. Nick, you can count on me for some money, too. You can count on me for some money. I lived in the area for seven years. We met in Moscow. I lived there for a couple years. 
Um, it's a wonderful place. It's a terrible tragedy. And so love that you're doing that. You can count on some money for me, Nick. Thanks, Joe. Nick. Let's talk some golf. Guess guess who spoke last week? He's He, he didn't play gall darn plantar fasciitis, but Tiger spoke at the Hero World Challenge presser before the event. People got excited about it. Now, one of us, and I have to go back and listen to the episode, suggested on a recent episode that perhaps Tiger was not the most important figure in the game. Um, I... I, I can't believe that that was said on this podcast. Again, we'll have to check to see who said it. But Tiger said mm. five things that really stood out at the Hero World Challenge. So I figured we would run through these, Nick. Does that sound like the right plan? Yes. I'm going with this one first because it's my favorite. This is Tiger. Quote, I can hit whatever shot you want. I just can't walk. So... I still get the game to do whatever I want with a golf ball at any time. It's just the walking between shots is the difficult part. That was the one that was the big one for me. Yeah, it's it's. I'm trying to read between the lines. There is he's like, are we supposed to infer that he's never going to be able to walk? And like we've seen the bet, or, or are we supposed to get excited and be like, oh, as soon as as soon as he can walk again, like this guy's going to be. You know, like he was 20 years ago. I'm not sure what we're supposed to glean from that. And, and especially some of the other things he's saying. It's not like he's going to play golf and not walk. So what do you what do you take away from that? I think he wants everyone to chill and lower your expectations. And just, just be okay with the fact that I'm probably not going to win anymore. And if I do, it'd be miraculous because I literally can't walk. I mean, we're... What? 21 months removed from that accident. It happened February of 21. You would think that this is kind of what he is physically. I don't know if there's any more room for him to get better or stronger in that leg. And you saw it walking around Augusta. Like, as the week went on in April, he got more tired. The chipping got worse. The putting got worse. And he just looked like a guy who's been beaten up physically his whole life because... That's what he is. I think he was just being honest with us. Yeah. The thing, the thing that sucks, I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm like, damn, I wish there was a way you didn't have to walk 18 holes of golf four days in a row to win a golf tournament. Oh, but you love walking. You're a big walker out there, Nick. Yeah, I do. I can walk. I just can't hit any shots. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. put me and Tiger together. <laughs> that was make one great golf. Everyone was definitely making that same joke. I can walk. I just can't hit the ball wherever I want. Yeah. Um, kind of following up on that, someone asked, okay, Tiger, if you can't walk, would you take a golf cart? And he immediately shot that down. He said, on the PGA no, on the PGA Tour, no, I would never do that. You know, my teammate was Casey Martin, okay, Tiger said. What he did with the ADA, I voted against it. I think walking is an integral part of the game at our level. I will never take a golf cart until it is sanctioned. It is sanctioned on the Champions Tour, and the PNC is part of that. As far as a regular event, no, I would never do that. So, Tiger saying the words Champions Tour out loud, immediately we go from, hey, suppress your expectations to, Tiger's going to be riding around in a cart when U.S. Senior Opens till he's 75. This is great. Yeah, I think that's what he's what he's really teasing here. Uh, first of all, I think that's kind of savage to be like, Casey Martin was my teammate and I voted against his ADA like, waiver. That's like ruthless. And well, I'm that sure was, was Tiger. Like, I think it was an turn of the century Tiger. Yeah, when that's he like was peak asshole Tiger. A true killer. Sure. Yeah. 
but to come out and just blatantly admit it, that seems like something that would like salaciously be on the cover of like People magazine, not just Tiger being like, yeah, Casey Martin was my teammate and, and I voted against him. Uh, just like nonchalantly. Like it, it tells me what his view, his perspective on walking. It's just literally not an option. Like if, if you gave Tiger Woods two options and you said, Tiger, you can play the 2023 Masters and you can shoot 67, 73, 79 and withdraw after the third round because you just can't do it anymore. Or you make one phone call, they give you a cart and you can win another green jacket he would say yeah i'll wd after saturday i'm I'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna take the cart i think because he had such a public stance about it during his heyday it would be hypocritical of him to ask for one at the majors now i i don't think tiger will ever concede that it's appropriate even if there's a small part of him that thinks it would be the smart move for him yeah it's, it's not an option for him third quote my goal is to play the major championships and one or two more. Physically, that's all I can do. I don't have much left in this leg. So we're talking five tournaments a year from Tiger. Yeah. Sounds right. If he makes it through all the majors. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the most we would possibly expect from him. I would be surprised if he finishes five tournaments in 2023. Like, not even, not not just talking missed cuts, but... Um, if you actually like tease it up in the U.S. Open, or you know, like I, I, I think that's best case scenario is is five. I think so too. Not not much surprising there. Someone asked him about St. Andrews where he missed the cut. Quote: I don't want to go back and just say farewell. I want to go back and win the damn thing. So there's Tiger immediately contradicting himself, basically saying, you know, I can hit shots, I can't walk. You have to walk. I don't have anything left in this leg. I want to go back to St. Andrews, but I want to go back to win. So it's like, there's so much going on here. Um, that reminds me, and no offense, Tiger Woods, but that reminds me of Big you, listener. me, Romy, and Voorhees sitting around at, at 2.30 in the morning on Friday night before the Corner Club Open being like, ah, I'm going to wear this egg. All I'm going to do is hit all the par fives at two. Like <laughs> no bogeys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, clearly you want to win it, but like, I don't know. I don't want to say let's be real, but let's be real. Look, every year we play the corner club open. <laughs> I go into it thinking I'm going to win the corner club open. You have to have a rational confidence. As you should. In what you're doing in this crazy game. Otherwise you're going to crumble. If you actually think about how to put a club face on a ball, there's no way you can do it. You just got to go baby. And the best way to prep for a big tournament is to drink with your stupid friends five hours before your tea time and then get three hours of sleep. That's the way to do it. Hey, I can I can guarantee you every winner of the Corner Club Open has, has followed that formula. Absolutely right. Look, if you want to finish just outside the money, pick me and Nick because that's, that, that, that's, that's where we live. Speaking of live, Tiger Woods, his last quote of the five. I think Greg has to go, first of all. And then obviously litigation against us and then our countersuit against them. Those would have to be at a stay as well. So then we can talk. We can all talk freely. The Tiger says, got to get Greg out of there. Not too surprising. No, not not a surprise at all. And I think this is, 
it's hard to kind of pull out any themes. Even Rory, like the unofficial spokesperson, seems to contradict himself every other month or every every, every few weeks. Sometimes he wants to talk. Sometimes it's never going to happen. I think he's alluding to what really needs to happen. We've got to get Greg out of there. you got to get the children out of the room. I mean, I would throw Jay Monahan into that boat, too. They've both been launching grenades that really can't be walked back. Um, and then these lawsuits, like the Patrick Reeds and Phil Mickelson's of, of this whole saga, they, they, we got to get them all. All these, you know, all the children, we need to ask them kindly to go take their nap, get the adults together, the mature people, and, yeah, let's find a world where, like, everything's all good. I want that world to exist as well. So there's Tiger Woods speaking at the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas. Allegedly still playing in the match this weekend. Allegedly still playing in the PNC a week from then. So uh, we're probably going to still see him hitting golf balls. Carts are allowed in the match. I did contact Turner Sports. They are, in fact, allowing Mm. carts in the match, and they are in the PNC as well. So hopefully we see Tiger out there hitting golf balls soon. You think Tiger's putting a lot of pressure on himself? Not not pressure, Pressure. but like he's saying, I can hit any shot I want, and now he's going to go in two events with carts. Uh, cameras in his face. Uh, you know, he's going to have to back that up a little bit, don't you think? I'll be curious to see what the psychopaths in Vegas say about the betting odds for the PNC that week. I would assume the Woodses are going to be, if not the favorite, a heavy favorite. Yeah. Um, okay. Mick, this is the earliest we've probably ever done it. But it is time for the Mad Golfer of the Week. It is brought to you by T-Box Coffee. A roast-to-order coffee brand in the heart of Southern California. Package for the golfer who can shoot 68, 112 at every score in between. Let T-Box fuel your morning rounds. Use promo code TURN15 at checkout for a steep discount. T-Box Coffee, make a, uh, a lovely present this holiday season. Okay, Nick. Now, you know what I'm going to talk about, right? I do. Okay, now, before I get into this, I have to preface it with something. My sister-in-law, fan of the show. Apparently, it plays in the kitchen. Well, she's 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 making food. Keep it up on the world of golf and how things are going on with old Joey Simons and Nikki Heidelberger. Well, she told me the other day I curse too much on this podcast. She's shocked at my language on this mm. podcast. So, wow. the story that I'm about to recount has a fair amount of profanity in it. Now, I am going to say the swear words with the exception of the C word. I'm not going to say it. I thought about it a long time. I'm not going to say it. I'm not comfortable saying that word. I think it's too charged. How do you think about that, that Nick? That uh, that's, that's a good call. I'm playing it conservative. No reason to say it. The other words I'm going to say. So, folks, <laughs> if you have children around. You're going to do it with the accent. <laughs> you know what? I thought about it. If this was my third glass of Makers instead of my first, uh. I would. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, we go to Australia. Now, this went viral last week. This is during a club championship at an allegedly prestigious golf course in Melbourne. And the funniest recap that I found was from News Australia, 7 News Australia. Mm. Now, one of the players seems to be furious at the other for hitting in to his group. The footage begins with a 61-year-old man marching towards a member of another group who's in the rough on the side of the fairway, pointing his club directly at the other player. Quote, why are there spectators? I don't mind people watching, but why are they on the golf course? He says as he gets closer to the other group. A cacophony 
of expletives then begins as two players begin storming towards the 61-year-old man in a rage of fury. One player wearing a red shirt takes particular exception to the man's accusations, which aren't perfectly clear at this point in the video. Quote, this is where it gets bad. Quote, you want to have a fucking crack? C word? The man in the red says, quote, you better fucking walk away before I knock you the fuck out, C-word. The men then come within <laughs> inches of each other and the situation threatens to get visible. Come on, C-word. I'll fucking smash you, you piece of shit. The man in the red <laughs> continues as he gets within an inch of the older man's face. You're a fucking idiot. Go away, you dickhead. The older man screams back. I'll fucking knock you out, says the man in red. Threaten me with violence? Take the first shot and I'll have you sued for assault. Assault, the older man says. A third man then attempts to mediate the spat, reminding them both, quote, this is the club championships. His attempts were in vain, though, as the man in red fires back again with an accusation that helps explain what might have started the argument. Quote, why are you hitting up on us, you dumb C-word, he says to the older man. <laughs> Quote, I'm not hitting up on you, the older man replies. Well, you fucking are we're, when we're there, you stupid C-word. The man in the red says as he points to where his group presumably was when the older man allegedly hit up on them. Quote, you're a fucking idiot. The older man then says, quote, you shouldn't be walking down and stopping me from having my, my hit. To which the man in red replies, you shouldn't be yelling people at a fucking golf course, you dumb C word. I know that, the older man replies, but that's not the right place to do it. The third man, who was playing with the man in red, then tries again to make peace between the two players. I'm the captain of the golf club, and if I feel <laughs> there's a reason to address something, I will do that, he says to the older man. At this man. point... It's well beyond the time to address something. We're, we're beyond the pale. I'll keep going. I'm sorry, mate. I'm not taking that shit, the older man says to the third man. I respect you as a captain, but that was a bad decision. I'm going to take a drink. Hang on a second. Holy shit. This is... Oh, my God. It's... It's it may it may actually be funnier watching you just recite this without the accent. It's I mean it's just it makes on. it sound crazier. Okay, here we go. It really does. We're, we're we're getting there, folks. I promise. The players then continue to trade barbs as they finally begin to split up and walk away. But as the club captain and the man in red head off towards another tee, the older man can't help but continue his rage. Do you want to threaten me, mate? He screams. I don't come to this golf club to be physically threatened. What a dickhead you are. You're a big fucking dickhead. You want to bash me up, do you? I'm 61 years old. Come on, you fuckhead. That's wrong. I've got to put up with that, do I? Fuck that. Fuck that. The two groups finally separate for good, but the older man is still reeling. Now, I will add mm. a note here. There are two videos. This is where the video separates. The second video came out a few days later, and in some ways, it's even funnier than the first video. One million times funnier. You've seen the second video? Oh, yeah. Okay, this one's even better. So the old man's by himself at this point. And so what's happening is, I'll just describe it. He's, like, returned to his golf ball. He's playing in a group of, like, three other normal guys. The person filming this, I presume, is someone else in his group because he's kind of laughing and just, like, filming at his chest, trying not to get caught. And so he's filming. There's another player in the shot, and then you can see the guy in red trying to continue with his round. Okay, here we go. I'm shaking like a fucking leaf, he says, before declaring <laughs> he would make a complaint with the club. You saw him get in my face. You saw him physically threaten me. I'm still shaking like a leaf, mate. I don't like to be physically threatened. He's a fucking beast. Who the fuck is he threatening so, me? Says the guy who literally charged the other man. 
I know. On another hole. I know. I'm I'm almost done and then we'll talk about it. I know. Quote, and how come the captain doesn't pull him up for that behavior? That is totally wrong behavior. Fucking threaten me with violence. Going to knock me block off. (laughs) Going to knock me block off. How Australian is that? Fuck that idiot. With adrenaline still clearly coursing through his blood, the man then tries to settle down to take his approach shot, and then he duffs it a few feet forward, then takes his iron and destroys it over his golf bag before mercifully the video ends. And that is your Mad Golfer of the Week. I mean, I can't recommend... There's a reason things go viral. It's because they're hilarious, and this is absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah, not much to unpack there. <laughs> yeah, you made the best point because that was my thought too. Not even just this guy. I hate when people say, oh, you're threatening me with violence when they are the aggressor in a situation. I find that yeah. so interesting. People pull out the violence card even though you are presenting a demeanor and body language that in is, is in itself threatening without actually saying the words. Just because you're not saying I'm going to beat you up doesn't mean you're not threatening someone in a certain way. Yeah, he definitely, at least from the time the video starts, instigates this thing. Because clearly he is trekking over to another hole. Because at the end of the video, he walks back across another fairway onto a different hole to go back to, to where his ball is. So he is actually the person charging the guy in the red. All right, a couple things I noticed. The age discrepancy. So it says the guy is 61 because he proclaims it in the video. The younger man does not proclaim his age, no, unfortunately. He wish he would. Um, I don't know. My guess is he's at least 20 to 25 years younger than, than this guy. Uh, I got him somewhere in his mid-30s. Um, it could be you and me out there, Joe. <laughs> um, and I, I really want to know, like, is this over getting hit into? I don't, I, I'd really love to know like, the whole backstory. Well, if there was, like, a long-standing history between news, these guys in particular, I feel like I would have heard some names, like, their actual specific names said in this That's video. That's a good point. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like, crikey, Bob, what are you doing? It's like... Guy who's 40, guy who's 61, and, and that's who they are in this video. I can't recommend it enough. Please, watch the video. Uh, I'm done swearing, at least to that degree, for the rest of the episode. Um, yeah, that's your Mad Golfer of the Week. And, that, and Nick, that got me thinking, and you made up a good point. Have you ever seen any fights on the golf course? Well, let me back it up. Have you ever fought anyone physically on the golf course before? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I do think that being hit into or hitting into someone else would be the instigator of a fight. 99, like, let's just say 200 fights occurred in the United States on a golf course this year. It's very conservative. Let's say 195 of them happened in Florida. How many of those do you think occurred because someone got hit into? Most of them, right? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be like, 80 plus percent and then you've got to have i mean it goes hand in hand with slow play because you're annoyed the group ahead of you is slow you get fed up you start hitting into them and then the fight ensues so yeah that's that's how it happens now i've never been in a fight in the golf course i've never seen one but nick and i had an experience we'll talk about the corner club open again do you know what i'm going to talk about oh yeah so our most recent sojourn to moscow to play this golf tournament 
It's two days. First day, dream pairing. We get paired with a guy who owns the bagel shop, a landmark down Main Street in Moscow. All the drunk college kids go there. You go in the morning. It's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful spot. Lovely, gregarious guy. We couldn't have had a better day the first round. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, it was perfect. The second, the second day, we get paired up with a couple of brothers. Now, I'm trying to piece this back together. Did we know what happened prior to the round, or did we find out afterward? No, we knew We knew at the bar. So it was the big okay. Calcutta, a yeah. big drink fest in between the rounds at the corner club. And the rumors, it's rumor central. And they're like, guys, there's a, there's a group. There, there's a team in this tournament that's brothers. And they played in a scramble last Friday and got in a fist fight on the course. And we're like, oh, my God, that's that's wild. And we show up on the tee box at, like, 9 in the morning. felt like 6 in the morning. And one of the guys is a black eye. And they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm Joe. This is my brother, Bob. And we're like, holy shit. <laughs> and I have to say, I expected them to get drunk, to perhaps snipe at each other. To my recollection... They were so calm and barely said two words the entire day. Is that how you remember it? Yeah, I think we just stayed away. I think we just, you know. Try to play we, our game. We didn't spark up too many conversations that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there I was do, a lot on the line. I, there was a it lot was of Sunday line. of the Corner Club Open. <laughs> now that I remember, your wife and infant son at the time were following us around. on so It was Father's Day. It was my first... <laughs> My literal first Father's Day, and I'm at the corner club open with two brothers who got in a fist fight seven days prior at the golf course. See, you know, that's a beautiful thing. I love that. I'll never forget it. I actually don't have any good fight stories from the golf course. Most of the people I play with are, are very cool in my regular foursomes. I'm not around a lot of people who are, like, aggressive to that degree, which I guess is a good thing. That was that was my closest experience to a fight dealing with the aftermath aftermath a week later. Yeah, I've never been part of or seen a fight on the golf course, but I started thinking like what's the craziest thing I've seen on a golf course or like I've also been thinking like what's what are people's like best golf stories? Like do I have any like really really good golf stories? I don't think I have like any great golf stories, but probably the most bizarre thing I've seen is I was playing with a I got paired up with a threesome, a a boyfriend girlfriend couple in their like 20s and the girl's mom mm-hmm. who was like a retired gym teacher i was all fun and the the couple's cart got a flat tire on the third hole <laughs> and they just said oh well and just drove it around the, the last six holes on a flat tire <laughs> what i was like what <laughs> it was the most bizarre thing like it, it was it was wild. <laughs> Did the performance suffer? Yes, it the had to. Was slow. It was loud. It was like clearly damaging the cart beyond repair. Driving it around on three wheels, and uh, like they were just oblivious. I was walking. I was just like, I need to. This this is this is too crazy for me. But it was just like, <laughs> oh yeah, no big deal. Just just a flat tire. Just, we're already three holes in. We just gotta get the last nine out of the last six <laughs> yeah, out of the way. I, I, I don't understand. If they got a flat tire on the road, would they just drive that thing around like nothing was going on? That's that's such a crazy reaction. Yeah, I know. Were they good golfers? No. Okay. Not, not really. I mean, they could. They probably played four times a year. 
Okay, so they had you know, some decent, semblance. Decently athletic. Yeah, they could hit the ball, but it wasn't out there grinding to, to break 90. I got it. Okay, well, that's insane. Um, do I have any yeah. really crazy stories in the golf course? I don't think so. It's pretty It's it's pretty boring over in Joe's world, I guess. I, with all my time playing golf, you'd think something crazy would have happened. I mean, I guess the one thing, and I'm sure I've told him the podcast before, when I was younger, I used to play by myself. I used to really go out in the summer and just be a single and in the wintertime as well. You know, we're talking like 13, 14 years old. And I was making the turn one time, and I was playing with this old hippie guy. And we're walking down the 10th fairway, so you're really getting out into the meat of the golf course. And he pulls out an Altoid box, and he's like, do you want some? And I was like, sure, I guess. It's kind of weird. And he opens it up, and sure enough, just a bunch of weed in there. And uh, he's like, cool, I'll roll a joint. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, man, I thought I'm, I'm 13. I thought that was a, I thought that was a mint. <laughs> Sorry, I, I assumed that was Altoids. Like, I'm supposed to just know that your Altoid tin is full of weed. I mean, maybe you should. Yeah, I'm a 13 year old kid that. in suburban <laughs> Portland. Like, I, maybe, maybe I should know what that is. But you know, I, I was the squarest square as a kid, and the more, <laughs> the, the more I think back on that, it's a really weird thing to do to a 13 year old. I can't imagine having weed yeah. on the golf course and offering it to a 13 year old child. Yeah, people don't offer weed to 13-year-olds. No, don't do it. If they're not bringing their own, they don't need yours. That's that's kind of how that goes. So that was a crazy thing. But otherwise, yeah. no, the craziest thing is just how many three-putts I have when I have a chance to break 80. That's, <laughs> that's really the craziest thing that happens that's, to me on the golf course. That's wild. Yeah, I think I think my like craziest things that have happened to me on a golf course are from when I worked with the New England PGA and ran golf tournaments. Like th- That's, you know... Just playing? Like, I don't have any crazy golf stories. It's 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 kind of sad. No, I don't think it's sad at all. I think we're out there just... Golf is supposed to be a de-stressor, and that's what we're doing out there, man. We're taking it easy. We're relaxing. We're not getting in fistfights. We're not hitting into people. We're doing what we're supposed to. I think that's appropriate. That's right. That's right. Well, the people have been waiting far too long. It is now time for Nick Rules. Use promo code TURN20. At checkout and Matchstick Golf for incredible savings. Theme song pending. Nick, what do you have? Well, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, using carts on the PGA Tour. Clearly. Ah. It's, it's it's not part of the game. Tiger Woods believes it's it's not it's it's integral to the game to not use carts. Casey Martin, who we mentioned, Tiger's former teammate, uh, took this to the Supreme Court. Because he, um, let me find it right here, suffered from a circulatory disease that caused difficult walking. But he earned his PGA Tour card and, and wanted to to play. Um, so he did take it to the Supreme Court, and they ruled seven to two they, to uphold his right to use a golf cart. Um, the court essentially rejected the PGA Tour's claim that walking was integral to golf and ordered the PGA Tour to provide reasonable accommodation for Martin's disability. He also was allowed by the USGA to use a golf court cart in the 1998 U.S. Open, and he finished 23rd, top 25 in a major with a cart in the 90s. That's pretty good. Um, in 2019, John Daly applied and was granted an ADA exception under the same ruling and played the PGA Championship with a golf cart, becoming just the second golfer to use a golf cart in a major championship. Okay. 
Tiger will not be the third. The chasm between John Daly and Casey Martin <laughs> is the Grand Canyon. Casey Martin yes. literally had his leg amputated. Okay, so that's how serious what's going with Casey Martin. Also, kudos to that guy. Not only did he win an event on the Nike Tour, top 25 in a major, played golf at Stanford. He's the head coach at U of O. They won the national title in Eugene in 2016. So the guys lived a pretty cool life. I didn't realize that he took it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled in his favor. That's remarkable. Yep. yep. Come on, Tiger. And that is Nick Rules. Again, promo code TURN20 at checkout. Nick, I decided to do something. I don't know if you saw me Mm. Mm -hmm. post this, but we're doing something next year. Do you know what a survivor pool is? I am fringely familiar. Like, I have never participated in one, but I have worked in offices on Monday mornings with people who participate in these types of things related to the NFL. They're a blast. So typically you do them in the NFL, and the premise is very simple. You pick a team. If they win, you move on to the next week. You can't pick that team anymore. Sounds really easy. It's actually quite difficult. Most people lose very early on in these, as I have in the past. There's a golf version of these, okay? Instead of picking someone to win, because that's really hard, I've, I've done it one time over six years in this podcast. You pick someone to make the cut, okay? You're starting with the Tournament of Champions. Now, you might be saying to yourself, Joe, I'm familiar with the PGA Tour. That's a no-cut event. You'd be right. In no-cut events, they got to finish in the top 25, okay? What we're doing for our listeners, and anyone who wants to, spread the word. $10 entry fee. Winner take all, if you're interested, DM us on Twitter, DM us on Instagram. I'll send you the information. We'll figure out the money later. We're going to start in January in Hawaii with the Tournament of Champions. Best part about it, Nick, I'm using a software that if you forget to pick, it will assign you the 10th best player in that field automatically Whoa! so you can still have a sweat going forward. Now, how fun does that sound? That's that's awesome. I, I'm I can't wait to get in on this. So you're in? Oh, of course I'm in. We've already had a pile of people reach out to me. I posted it on Instagram. People are very excited about it. So please. What a good idea. I'm pumped. If you're interested in joining the survivor pool, again, just DM us on Twitter or Instagram. We'll send you the information. And it should be a lot of fun. I hope I make like, it past like, one week. Okay? Throw out throw out a number. Of, of people you think are going to be in this. Like, what, what kind of pot? Like, if you just had to pull a number out of thin air. I mean, I don't, you know, put you on the spot, you know, and, and make any promises we can't keep. But just, what do you what do you think? The first, the inaugural at the turn survivor pool? What do you, I don't know. What do you think? I bet we get 50 people. Nice. I, I, I'd be shocked if we didn't get 50 at a minimum. Now, I will say, folks, you're not going to win 500 bucks if we get 50 people. The website takes a bit of an administrative fee. So you're paying for that, too. It's going to make our lives easier. Trust me, it's worth it. But if we get that many people, you're taking home several hundred dollars, okay? So please, you got a month so to do it. Reach out to us. It's going to be a lot of fun. So you're in. Oh, I'm in. I can't wait to make Lacey do it and then have her win the pool. Yeah. Because if she's... I was just going to say, yeah. I have to make Ashley do it too, for sure. Totally, yeah. Because it's going to automatically... If they, they're not going to care after the first week, and it's just going to automatically assign people, and they're going to be battling it out in the <laughs> FedEx Cup playoffs. I can't wait. 
It's so annoying because it's so true. That's how this stuff works. Again, DM us I'm on Twitter, get Instagram. And pick like Aaron Wise and be done after the, by by January seventeenth. Again, we're starting off with a softy tournament of champions. You just got to pick someone in the top twenty-five. There's probably only going to be like close to twenty-five guys in that field because anyone who won an event who went to live isn't going to be in that tournament. <laughs> yeah. So it should be pretty Seriously. easy. Hey, we're in December. Somehow, Nick, I'm still playing golf. I'm in another Don't match lose. play tournament, a winter match play tournament. What? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm playing a guy next Outdoors? week. Outdoors? Are you are you playing in a, in any uh, indoor like simulator leagues? No, bro. It's going to be 42 and sunny on Sunday, so we're going to get out there after the frost delay and uh, hit up Stone yeah. Creek Jacobson's course. <laughs> oh my god, should be a good time. Isn't there only like isn't there only like five hours of daylight? We have to play at a very specific time of day. Yeah, it got shockingly yeah. dark at 4.05 today. <laughs> yeah, the frost delay ends at like 10.45, and, and you're, you're hitting that final putt at sunset. You know, it's just, hey, it's it's winter golf. That's winter golf, baby. Also, you know what? Speaking of winter golf, before we wrap up, you know what I've put in the repertoire? You know, like in those really cold weather football games, the quarterback will have the thing around their waist to put their hands in? Yeah. Titleist makes one of those. I yes, wore it do. last week. Holy cow. That is a game changer. Because when you're not hitting, you just flip it around to your back. You don't really feel it on the backswing. It's 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 really nice. I can't recommend it enough. Little Titleist wow. hand warmer. That's fascinating. Okay, great. That's the I've episode. Seen, I, no, I've seen it. I've seen it. But yeah. I, I've also seen people with, like, winter gloves that they take off and put on every time they hit. And I'm like, well, that seems... You know, wild, but yeah, the 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 quarter the, the quarterback hand warmer that's that's a good call. The winter gloves just seem like a ton of work. Like unless you're in a PGA Tour event in Ireland and you're gonna wait 20 minutes between each shot, I have no time for that. Right. Okay. Again, join the survivor pool. Give Tiger Woods a golf cart. Stay warm out there. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at the turn.